Pericles, Prince of Tyre, Episode 2 Here have you seen a mighty king, his child I wish to incest bring, a better prince and benign lord that will prove awful, both in deed and word. Good Helicane, that stayed at home not to eat honey like a drone, and to fulfil his prince's desire, sends word of all that haps in Tyre, and that in Tarsus was not best longer for him to make his rest. He, doing so, put forth to seize, where when men been, there's seldom ease. For now the wind begins to blow, thunder above and deeps below, makes such unquiet that the ship should house him safe, is wrecked and split. And he, good prince, having all lost, by waves from coast to coast is tossed, till fortune, tired with doing bad, threw him ashore to give him glad. And here he comes. What shall be next? Pardon, old gal. This longs the text. Yet seize your ire, you angry stars of heaven. Wind, rain, and thunder, remember, earthly man is but a substance that must yield to you, nigh as fits my nature to obey you. Alas, the sea hath cast me on the rocks, washed me from shore to shore, and left me breath, nothing to think on but ensuing death. Let it suffice the greatness of your powers to have bereft a prince of all his fortunes, and having thrown him from your watery grave, here to have death and peace is all he'll crave. Ho, Pilch! Ha! Come and bring away the nets! What? Patch breach, I say! What say you, master? (laughs) Ha ha! Look how thou stirrest now! Come away, or I'll fetch thee with a wanion. Faith, master, I am thinking of the poor men that were cast away before us even now. Alas, poor souls. Grieve me heart to hear what pitiful cries they made to us to help them, when, well, a day we can scarce help ourselves. Nay, master, said not I as much when I saw the porpoise how he bounced and tumbled. They say they're half fish, half flesh. A plague on them, they ne'er come, but I look to be washed. Master, I marvel how the fishes live in the sea. Why, as men do a land, the greater ones eat up the little ones. I can compare our rich misers to nothing so filthy as to a whale. A plays and tumbles, driving the poor fry before him, and at last devours them all at a mouthful. Such whales have I heard on all the land, who never leave gaping till they swallow the whole parish, church, steeple, bells and all. Pretty moral. But master, if I had been the sexton, I would have been that day in the belfry. Why, man? Because he should have swallowed me too. And when I had been in his belly, I would have kept such a jangling of the bells that he should never have left till he cast bells, steeple, church and parish up again. But if the good King Simonides were of my mind... Simonides? We would purge the land of these drones that rob the bee of her honey. How from the finny subject of the sea these fishers tell the infirmities of men. 
peace be at your labor, honest fisherman. Honest? Good fellow. What's that? If it be a day fits you, search out of the calendar, and nobody look after it. Nay, see the sea hath cast upon your coast. What a drunken knave was the sea to cast thee in our way. A man whom both the waters and the wind in that vast tennis court have made the ball for them to play upon entreats you pity him. He asks of you that never used to beg. Now, friend, cannot you beg? I hears them in our country, Greece, gets more with begging than we can do with working. Canst thou catch any fishes, then? I never practiced it. Nay, then thou wilt starve, sure. There is nothing to be got nowadays unless thou canst fish for it. What I have been, I have forgot to know. But what I am, want, teaches me to think on. A man thronged up with cold. My veins are chill and have no more of life than may suffice to give my tongue that heat to ask your help. Which, if you shall refuse, when I am dead, for that I am a man, pray see me buried. Die, Cother. Now, gods forbid. I have a gown here. Come, put it on. Keep thee warm. Now, afore me, a handsome fellow. Come, thou shalt go home, and we'll have flesh for holidays, fish for fasting days, and more old puddings and flapjacks, and thou shalt be welcome. I thank you, sir. Hark you, my friend. You said you could not beg. I did but crave. But crave? Then I'll turn craver too, and so I shall scape whipping. Why, are all your beggars whipped then? Oh, not all, my friend, not all. For if all your beggars were whipped, I would wish no better office than to be beadle. But, uh, master, I'll go draw up the net. How well this honest mirth becomes their labour. Hark you, sir. Do you know where ye are? Not well. Why, I'll tell you. This is called Pentopolis, and our king, the good Simonides. The good king Simonides, do you call him? Aye, sir. And he deserves so to be called, for his peaceable reign and good government. He is a happy king, since he gains from his subjects the name of good by his government. How far is his court distant from this shore? Mary, sir. Half a day's journey. And I'll tell you, he hath a fair daughter. And tomorrow is her birthday. And there are princes and knights come from all parts of the world to joust and tourney for her love. Were my fortunes equal to my desires, I could wish to make one there. Oh, sir, things must be as they may. And what a man cannot get, he may lawfully deal for. His wife's soul. Master, help! His a fish hangs in the net like a poor man's right in the law. It will hardly come out. Ha! Bots aunt! Tis come at last, and tis turned to a rusty armour. An armour? Friends, I pray you, let me see it. Thanks. Fortune yet that after all my crosses thou givest me somewhat to repair myself. 
And though it was mine own, part of my heritage which my dead father did bequeath to me. With this strict charge, even as he left his life, keep it, my Pericles. It hath been a shield twixt me and death, and pointed to this brace. For that it saved me, keep it. In like necessity, the which the gods protect thee from may defend thee. It kept where I kept, I so dearly loved it. To the rough seas that spare not any man took it in rage, though calmed have given it again. I thank thee for it. My shipwreck now's no ill, since I have here my father's gift in his will. What mean you, sir? To beg of you, kind friends, this coat of worth, for it was sometime target to a king. I know it by this mark. He loved me dearly, and for his sake I wish the having of it, and that you'd guide me to your sovereign's court, where with it I may appear a gentleman. And if that ever my low fortune's better, I'll pay your bounties till then rest your tetter. Why, wilt thou turn for the lady? I'll show the virtue I have borne in arms. Why, do we take it, and the gods give thee good aunt. Aye, <laughs> but hark you, my friend. "'Twas we that made up this garment through the rough seams of the waters. "'There are certain condolements, certain veils. "'I hope, sir, if you thrive, you'll remember from whence you had it.' "'Believe it, I will. "'By your furtherance I am clothed in steel, "'and spite of all the rapture of the sea, "'this jewel holds his building on my arm.' Unto thy value I will mount myself upon a courser whose delightful steps shall make the gazer joy to see him tread. Only, my friend, I yet am unprovided of a pair of bases. Will sure provide. Thou shalt have my best gown to make thee a pair, and I'll bring thee to the court myself. Then honour be but a goal to my will. This day I'll rise, or else add ill to ill. And at the lists of the Tournament of Pentopolis, the king and his daughter watch. Are the knights ready to begin the triumph? They are, my liege, and stay your coming to present themselves. Return them, we are ready. And our daughter, in honor of whose birth these triumphs are, sits here like beauty's child, whom nature gat for men to see, and seeing wonder at. It pleaseth you, my royal father, to express my commendations great, whose merits less. It's fit it should be so, for princes are a model which heaven makes like to itself. As jewels lose their glory if neglected, so princes their renowns if not respected. Tis now your honor, daughter, to explain the labor of each knight in his device. Which to preserve mine honor, I'll perform. Who is the first that doth prefer himself? A knight of Sparta, my renowned father, and the device he bears upon his shield is a black Ethiop reaching at the sun, the word lux tua vita mahi. Ah, he loves you well that holds his life of you. Who is the second that presents himself? A prince of Macedon, my royal father, and the device he bears upon his shield is an armed knight that's conquered by a lady. The motto thus in Spanish, Piu por dulzura que por fuerza. 
Better by sweetness than by force. And what's the third? The third of Antioch, and his device, a wreath of chivalry. The word me pompe provexit apex. What is the fourth? A burning torch that's turned upside down. The word quod me elit me extinguit. Which shows that beauty hath his power and will, which can as well inflame as it can kill. The fifth, an hand environed with clouds, holding out gold that's by the touchstone tried. The motto thus, sic spectanda fides. And what's the sixth and last, the which the knight himself with such a grateful courtesy delivered? He seems to be a stranger, but his present is a withered branch that's only green at top. The motto, in hack spe vivo, in this hope I live. A pretty moral. From the dejected state wherein he is, he hopes by you his fortunes yet may flourish. He had need mean better than his outward show. Can any way speak in his just commend? For by his rusty outside, eh, he appears to have prissed more the whipstock than the lance. He well may be a stranger, for he comes to an honored triumph strangely furnished, and on set purpose let his armor rust, huh? until this day to scour it in the dust. Opinion's but a fool that makes us scan the outward habit by the inward man. But stay, the knights are coming. We will withdraw into the gallery. Knights! To say your welcome were superfluous. To place upon the volume of your deeds as in a title page, your worth in arms were more than you expect, or more than's fit, since every worth in show commends itself. Prepare for mirth, for mirth becomes a feast. You are my princes and my guests. But you, my knight and guest, to whom this wreath of victory I give, and crown you king of this day's happiness. Tis more by fortune, lady, than by merit. Call it by what you will, the day is yours, and here, I hope, is none that envies it, and you are her labored scholar. Come, queen of the feast, for daughter so you are, here take your place. Marshal the rest, as they deserve their grace. Your presence glads our days. Honor we love, for who hates honor hates the gods above. Uh, some other is more fit. Sit, sir. Sit. By Jove, I wonder uh, that as king of thoughts these cates resist me. She but thought upon. By Juno, that is queen of marriage. All viands that I eat do seem unsavory. Wishing him my meat. Sure, he's a gallant gentleman. He's but a country gentleman. Has done no more than other knights have done. Has broken a staff or so. So let it pass. To me he seems like diamond to glass. Yon king's to me like to my father's picture, which tells me in that glory once he was, and princes sit like stars about his throne, and he the sun for them to reverence. None that beheld him but like lesser lights did veil their crowns to his supremacy, for now his sun's like a glowworm in the night, which hath fire and darkness none in light. Whereby I see the times the king of men. He's both their parent and he is their grave, and gives them what he will, 
not what they crave. What? Are you merry knights? Who can be other in this royal presence? Here, with a cup that's stored under the brim, as you do love, filled to your mistress's lips, we drink this health to you. We thank your grace. Yet pause a while. Yon knight doth sit too melancholy, as if the entertainment in our court had not a show might countervail his worth. Note it not, Euthasia? What is it to me, my father? Oh, attend, my daughter. Princes in this should live like gods above, who freely give to everyone that comes to honor them. Here, say we drink the standing bowl of wine to him. Alas, my father, it befits not me unto a stranger knight to be so bold. He may my proffer take for an offense, since men take women's gifts for impudence. Now, do as I bid you, or you'll move me else. By the gods, he could not please me better. The king, my father, sir, has drunk to you. I thank him. Wishing it so much blood unto your life. I thank both him and you, and pledge him freely. And further he desires to know of you, of whence you are, your name and parentage. A gentleman of Tyre, my name... Pericles, my education been in arts and arms, who, looking for adventures in the world, was by the rough seas reft of ships and men, and after shipwreck driven upon this shore. He thanks your grace, names himself Pericles, a gentleman of Tyre, who only by misfortune of the seas, bereft of ships and men, cast on this shore. Now by the gods I pity his misfortune, and will awake him from his melancholy. Come, gentlemen, we sit too long on trifles and waste the time, which looks for other revels. Even in your armors, as you are addressed, will very well become a soldier's dance. I will not have excuse with saying this loud music is too harsh for ladies' heads, since they love men in arms as well as beds. Come, sir, here is a lady that wants breathing too, and I have heard you knights of Tyre are excellent in making ladies trip, and that their measures are as excellent. In those that practice them, they are, my lord. Oh, that's as much as you would be denied of your fair courtesy. I am at your grace's pleasure. Princes, it is too late to talk of love, and that's the mark I know you level at. Therefore, each one betake him to his rest. Tomorrow, all for speeding do their best. Meanwhile, across the sea in Tyre... No Iscanes know this of me, Antiochus from incest lived not free. For which, the Most High Gods not minding longer, to withhold the vengeance that they had in store. Due to this heinous capsule offence, even in the height and pride of all his glory when he was seated in a chariot of an inestimable value, and his daughter with him, a fire from heaven came and shriveled up their bodies, even to loathing for they so stunk that all those eyes adored them ere their fall, scorn now their hands should give them burial. T'was very strange. And yet but justice, for though this king were great, his greatness was no guard to bar heaven's shaft, but sin had his reward. T'is very true. See, not a man in private conference or council has respect with him, but he... It shall no longer grieve without reproof, and cursed be he that will not second it. Follow me, then. 
Lord Helicane, a word. With me? And welcome, happy day, my lords. Know that our griefs are risen to the top, and now at length they overflow their banks. Your griefs? For what? Wrong not your prince you love. Wrong not yourself, then, noble Helicane. But if the prince do live, let us salute him, or dead gives cause to mourn his funeral and leave us to our free election. And knowing this kingdom is without a head, like goodly buildings left without a roof soon fall to ruin, your noble self, that best know how to rule and how to reign, we thus submit unto our sovereign. Long live, noble Helicane. For honour's cause, forbear your suffrages, where's hourly trouble for a minute's ease. A twelve-month longer, let me entreat you to forbear the absence of your king. If in which time expired he not return, I shall, with aged patience, bear your yoke. But if I cannot win you to this love, go search like nobles, like noble subjects, and in your search spend your adventurous worth, whom if you find and win unto return, you shall like diamonds sit about his crown. And since Lord Helicane enjoyeth us, we with our travels will endeavour us. Then you love us, we you, and will clasp hands. When peers thus knit, a kingdom ever stands. And back in the palace of Pentopolis? Good morrow to the good Simonides. Knights, from my daughter this I let you know, that for this twelve months she'll not undertake a married life. Her reason to herself is only known, which yet from her by no means I can get. May we not gain access to her, my lord? Faith, by no means. She has so strictly tied her to her chamber that tis impossible. One twelve moons more she'll wear Diana's livery. This by the eye of Cynthia hath she vowed, and on her virgin honour will not break it. Loath to bid farewell, we take our leaves. So, they are well dispatched. Now to my daughter's letter. She tells me here she'd wed the stranger knight, or never more to view, nor day, nor light. Tis well, mistress, your choice agrees with mine. I like that well. Nay, how absolute she is in it. Not minding whether I dislike or no. Well, I do commend her choice, and will no longer have it be delayed. Soft, here he comes. I must assemble it. <clears throat> All fortune to the good Simonides. For you as much, sir, I am beholding to you for your sweet music this last night. I do protest my ears were never better fed with such delightful, pleasing harmony. Sir, you are music's master. The worst of all her scholars, my good lord. Let me ask you one thing. What do you think of my daughter, sir? Uh, a most virtuous princess. And she is fair, too, is she not? As a fair day in summer, wondrous fair. Sir, my daughter thinks very well of you. I so well that you must be her master, and she will be your scholar. Therefore look to it. I am unworthy for her schoolmaster. She thinks not so. Peruse this writing else. A letter. That she loves the knight of Tyre. Tis the king's subtlety to have my life. Oh, seek not to entrap me, gracious lord. A stranger and distressed gentleman that never aimed so high to love your daughter, but bent all offices to honor her. Thou hast bewitched my daughter, and thou art a villain. 
by, by the gods, I have not. Never did thought of mine levy offense. No, never did my actions yet commence. A deed might gain her love or your displeasure. Traitor, thou liest. Traitor? Aye, traitor. My actions are as noble as my thoughts that never relish of a base descent. I came unto your court for honor's cause and not to be a rebel to her state. And he that otherwise accounts to me, this sword shall prove his honor's enemy. No. Here comes my daughter. She can witness it. Princess, as you are as virtuous as fair, resolve your angry father if my tongue did e'er solicit or my hand subscribe to any syllable that made love to you. Why, sir, say if you had, who takes offense at that would make me glad? Yea, mistress, are you so peremptory? I'll tame you. I'll bring you in subjection. Will you, not having my consent, bestow your love and your affections upon a stranger? Therefore, hear you, mistress, either frame your will to mine, and you, sir, hear you, either be ruled by me, or I will make you... Man and wife. <laughs> Nay, come, your hands and lips must seal it too. And being joined, I'll thus your hopes destroy. And for a further grief, God give you joy. What, are you both pleased? Yes, if you love me, sir. <laughs> Even as my life or blood that fosters it. What, are you both agreed? Oh, yes, your majesty. If it please your majesty. It pleaseth me so well that I will see you wed, and then with what haste you can get you to bed. <laughs> In our next chapter, you shall hear how Prince Pericles is married to Thysa, King Simonides' daughter, and how, after he hath heard news of Antiochus' death, he, with his wife, departeth toward his own country of Tyre. The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show, presents Pericles, Prince of Tyre, Episode 2. Featuring the voice talents of Russell Gold as Prince Pericles, Theo Holt Bailey as Gower, the narrator, Pete Lutz as Simonides, Kendra Murray as Thasia, Rachel Crosby as the Princess, Kirsty Wolven as Helicanus, Matthias Blake, Briar Zachary, and Bray Anderson as the Fisherman, Carson Campbell as the Lord of Pentapolis, Martha Putnam Seitz as Eskenes, James Strickland and E. Rachel Ward as the Nobles of Tyre, with Georgina Detmer and Devon A. Zicardo as the Knights. Written by William Shakespeare, and maybe with George Wilkins. Dramaturgy and audio adaptation by Morgan Z. Soule. Music by Josh Mullen at thetunepeddler.com. Directed by Adam Blanford and Jeff Robinson. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2021, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.